0: The following resource is from DesiringGod.org. Jerry Bridges has been with The Navigators almost 60 years. He's the author of 11 or 12 books. He doesn't keep count. Uh, He's almost... 85 years old, and it is a great privilege for us to talk with him about the perseverance of the saints. Jerry, thank you for joining us. Thank you. It's good to be here. So when we talk about the perseverance of the saints, uh, you said you had a, a text you wanted to go to and, and begin, begin well, things there. Well, the text
1: that I mentioned is Paul's words in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 9, yes. where he said, Therefore I run not with uncertainty, not as one beating the air. but I, But he says, let me just read it here. Um, He says, but I discipline my body and keep it under control lest after preaching to others I myself should be disqualified. And so Paul is pursuing the goal and it's a lifelong thing. Now the perseverance of the saints is a twofold approach one is we persevere because God preserves us I mean God will keep us to the end he will not let us go and so and we definitely believe in that however the word persevere means something that we do i put these two together and what i call <coughs> i call dependent discipline i'm dependent upon the The power of the Holy Spirit, but there are certain disciplines that I must practice in order to to keep straight on course and to finish well. And I would say to me personally, the primary discipline is time alone with God each day. Not time preparing sermons, although that obviously comes with a task, but for one's own personal, for my own personal benefit I need to hear from God every day. Not that I'm going to hear a voice that may or may not come, but mainly through the scriptures. Just this morning, you know, I was reading, um, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope there were two things that spoke to me out of that passage one is fill you with all joy and uh, i'm a person who's easily discouraged and um, i never think i've done well enough in a message and um, you know pastors talk about blue monday well i have a you know wherever i might speak on winston have a blue thursday (laughs) Um, So I just said, Lord, would you just work in my life to produce more joy? And then the other thought, by the power of the Holy Spirit. Now we talk about the power of Christ, and the power resides in Christ. He's the fullness of the Godhead, but it's applied to us by the Holy Spirit. And because of the various misconceptions of the Holy Spirit and things like that. uh, I think that we have tended to sort of shy away from any emphasis on the Holy Spirit. Um, But I believe that we should emphasize the power of the Holy Spirit. He is the resident agent in our hearts that empowers us, that rebukes us if necessary, that guides us to cause certain scripture verses to resonate as we're going through. To me that's the fundamental discipline, that hearing from God each day. It may not, uh, when I say hearing from God, I'm not talking about Mount Sinai or anything. I'm just talking about the scripture. That you may abound in joy with the power of the Holy Spirit. And on and on and on. In fact, I use Second Timothy 3.16 as sort of a outline where he says that scripture is profitable for teaching, for rebuking, for correcting, for training in righteousness. And then I add the word encouraging, because oftentimes I need encouragement more than I need rebuke. But I just go to him and say, Lord, would you one or more of these things today as I open your word. And then I think we shouldn't just read it for information, but reflect on what we're reading, pray over what we're reading, so that we absorb it in our inner being. The second discipline in my mind that's so important is scripture memorization. Now, I know that that's not popular among most people. I can remember somebody saying, have you ever, I was just a young Christian, have you ever memorized scripture? I said, mm, I know John 3 <laughs> and that's very typical. But I would say over life, I've experienced the truth of Psalm one 11. I've stored up your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. And uh, it's not only to store up the commandments, but it's also to store up the promises. One of my go-to verses that I constantly go back to is the last half of Hebrews thirteen five: Never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. And at my age, just at my age period, most anybody my age is going to have physical problems, some degree or other. Uh, there are going to be all kinds of discouragements and this kind of thing. And just to go back to that verse, I will never leave you, I will never forsake you. But obviously, Christ had Old Testament stored up in his mind because in the temptations in the desert, you know, he answered each temptation by saying, it is written, it is written, it is written. So we really need the scriptures stored up in our minds. And how we go about that, uh, whether it's a verse at a time, chapter at a time, uh, to me those are details. Whatever fits a person. But I think that's the primary, second uh, primary discipline that will keep us persevering to the end The third thing I would say is um, to keep in mind that I'm still a practicing sinner. And as such, I'm still liable to temptation. I'm not sure somebody in my generation said, um, I've concluded that there's no sin I couldn't commit given the right set of circumstances. That's pretty sobering. And so Jesus said, watch and pray, even or not, into temptation. That's the way we persevere. That's
0: good. The, uh, you, we hear people say, you know, once saved, always saved. And from a certain standpoint, that, that's true. That's true, yes. But there's just more to say than simply that.
1: Well, the twisted, and I grew up in that atmosphere, by the way, so I'm very familiar with that. And of course, they're saying that against the idea that one can lose his salvation. But the twist that so many of them put on that is, so it doesn't make any difference how I live. But, uh, Once saved, always saved. That's the biblical truth. But as I say, and I don't years ago in my reformed theology, we persevere because God preserves us. That's right. Yeah.
0: So. The the use of means in our life, as you have right, yeah. To he doesn't
1: us. just preserve, but he uses the the means of grace to do that.
0: Any word of uh, of counsel or encouragement you'd have for pastors and Christian leaders related to this this doctrine of perseverance, whether their own or their instruction uh, yes. of others under their care?
1: Okay. Well, I think that um, every one in Christian ministry. Should keep in mind these words, well done, good and faithful servant. And to say, that's what I want to hear when I stand before God, to hear him say, well done, good and faithful servant. Not good and successful servant, but good and faithful servant. And I think just by way of kind of an extreme example, my mother died when I was 14. She was 41 years old. She never learned to drive a car. She was, she was a wife, a mother, a homemaker, and she taught junior high girls. And <laughs> she prayed for my salvation, for my brother's salvation, my brothers for the Lord, after 40 years in ministry. I've been with the Navigators 59 years. See? Did she hear... Well done, good and faithful servant. I'm sure she did. So it's not how big we are having an audience we have, but what God has called us to do, to be faithful in that. And particularly ministers, since we're talking about encouraging them, it doesn't matter the size of your congregation. It's whether you, week after week after week, are preaching the gospel and the response to the gospel, things like that.
0: Thank you, Jerry. Would you close our time in prayer? Okay.
1: Father, we are grateful that you do preserve us, that you hold us in your hand, and that the Lord Jesus said, no one can take them out of my hand. And Father, we realize that our side of that description is that we would persevere, And so I pray that you would give to each one of us and for those pastors who are listening to this podcast the desire and the spiritual energy to persevere not only in their personal lives, but in the ministry which you have called them to. And we pray this in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.
0: Thank you for listening to this resource from DesiringGod.org. If you found it helpful, We encourage you to enjoy and share from thousands of resources on our site, including books, sermons, articles, and more, available free of charge. DesiringGod.org exists to help you treasure Jesus more than anything else, because God is most glorified in us when we are most satisfied in Him.